Terry Saul and Amanda Smith. And Amanda, we have uh, someone on the phone with us. We do, we do. So with political season, I think it's important to bring people in and and know what's going on here. So on the phone, we have Sherry Helt, who is running for the Bully Commissioners. Is that correct? Yep, the Bureau of Labor and Industry Commissioner. That's exactly right, Amanda. Thank you, Amanda and Terry, for having me. Absolutely. So do you want to kind of tell us a little bit about what that position would do, what that role is? So this position is really, really important. It makes sure that Oregon is free from discrimination, and it also creates opportunities around apprenticeships and make sure that our veterans um, are getting the job interviews that they are entitled to. And also, it helps make sure that we have fair housing laws. It upholds fair housing as well. Okay. Uh, Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background? So, I am a restaurateur. I own a restaurant in Bend with my husband, Zydeco Kitchen and Cocktails. We've owned that restaurant for 18 years. Wow. I also have served on my school board for over nine years in Ben Lapine. And then I went on to serve in the state legislature as the state representative for Bend. And it's very important to me to run for this position because I want to bring all of those experiences and really change a failing agency that's not serving Oregonians and creating an opportunity for Oregonians and their future. Is the the Board of Labor Industry only over there in the Bend area or is it other ones uh, in different communities? Yeah, so um, this position is there's two statewide um, elected offices, the governor, which everyone's very familiar with on your ballot this year, and then this position. So this position is the other statewide um, office that's being elected, and it's very, very important um, because right now this agency is failing and there is a backlog of cases um, in our civil rights department in the Bureau of Labor and Industry Commission. And we're also not creating the apprenticeship that we need for our youth and for training for people that are changing jobs. So when when you win in a couple of weeks here, um, <laughs> are you going to be, is this, is this statewide or do you, are you over in, the, you're over in the Bend area right now? Yes, yeah, so I would be statewide. I know that, that um, it, I would be the first person to, to be elected to this position from the Bend area. So from the other side of the cast. Right. So it's it is a a different um, approach to have someone that's not from the I-5 corridor. But I think it's really important um, that we're reaching out to all Oregonians and that all Oregonians are in public held offices. Right. Absolutely. Who is your opponent? Uh, My opponent is Christina Stevenson. She is a political activist out of Portland and she's a civil rights attorney that makes her living suing small businesses. And I really want to bring my experience of bringing customer service to a state agency. When I was in the legislature, we watched the unemployment department have an absolute and total complete failure of getting out paychecks to employees. And Bully is no different. It closed its offices during the pandemic and has a backlog of civil rights cases. I think that we owe it to Oregonians and tax, the Oregon taxpayers to make sure that this office is operating correctly and that we're making apprenticeships for our future, not our past. Okay. We need to make sure we have sure, Tuesday morning, Terry Saul, Amanda Smith, and on the phone with us is Sherry Helt, 
and she's running for the Board of Labor Industry um, Commissioner. Is that correct, Sherry? Yep, the Bureau of Labor and Industry Commission. Okay. Which is also right. Bully for short. Which is Bully. <laughs> yeah. All right. So when you win, what's going to be your first plan of attack? So my first plan of attack is going to be doing an internal audit and then really starting to focus on customer service and addressing the backlog of civil rights cases and make sure that we have a dialogue. We really need a state agency that is good at communicating. You all know this. You're on the radio. I mean, this is a whole form of communication. Mm-hmm. And we don't have the communication that we need and if people are filing cases they need to be heard and they need to be reached out to and so I really want to change this to make sure that we have a person in this office that is going to communicate and make sure that people feel heard absolutely I think that's important what are some of the cases that like when you say civil cases what what do some of those entail if you don't mind me asking So civil rights cases would be um, like racial and sexual discrimination cases in the workplace that we cannot tolerate and we cannot have those be lasting for a long period of time. That's not doing our service to the people that need our help. And, you know, during the during the pandemic, we saw the unemployment department not uphold their um, end of the bargain where they couldn't get checks out. And we're doing the same thing inside of the Bureau of Labor and Industry for our folks who need our help. And so we need to make sure we change that around. Absolutely. So I heard you on our last segment uh, mention the apprentice program and uh, wanting to kind of change that. What is your plan with that? So we need to be forward thinking and we need to bring a vision and that's what I'm doing is bringing a vision forward. I want to build a dashboard for every job there is out there in the state, what the training is, how long it takes and where to go to get that training so that we can connect it with our schools and build a bridge and also update the apprenticeships that we're offering. We don't offer healthcare apprenticeships. We don't offer um, chip making apprenticeships and we don't offer childcare apprenticeships. Those are all places where our workforce is struggling as well as electricians. There's 300 electricians that are um, available to be in apprenticeships right now and 300 more in unionized uh, shops that are available to be right now. That's 600 apprenticeships that we're not getting out there because we don't have the right ratios. And as commissioner, I want to work on changing that and making sure that we're building the workforce for the next 50 years so that Oregon is ready um, to take on the economy and make it strong and make our workforce strong and that our wages can increase and we can do a great job. So this this office to me is all about creating opportunities for our Oregon workforce and increasing wages. Absolutely. So really quick, we only have about uh, 25 seconds here. Do you want to give us how people can get in contact with you or they can look up your website or donate? I know all those types of things can help. Yeah, so um, I'd love your support in any way that I can get it. And my website is sherryhelp.com. Awesome. Thank you so much. We really appreciate you coming in and talking with us. Uh, I know your position is very important, as they all are, so we really appreciate you. Good luck. Thank you so much for the opportunity, and I appreciate your time. Thank you. And your vote. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you.
morning. It is a Tuesday morning with Terry Saul, Amanda Smith, hanging out with you. And you asked me a question just a few. We had an earthquake um, not too long ago, a week or so back. Yeah. Did you feel it? So I woke up to my closet doors um, kind of clinking together. <laughs> I, is weird because they're like the mirror closet doors. Yeah, yeah. And so they woke me up around five thirty, just clink, 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 yeah. clink, clink, clink. And then I couldn't go back to sleep, and because I was like, well, that was a super annoying. So I hopped on my phone and all of a sudden all of these um your people yeah they started posting about how there was an earthquake in this area and how they felt it and people were that were taking a shower they felt it in there and so it was like huh i wonder if that was what woke me up was the earthquake but hey how about how how did lucy your dog because the pets usually pick up on it a lot quicker than when we do. You are correct about that. Um, did, did Lucy is a, is a different type of... <laughs> I don't think she... Yeah, picked. but she's lower to the ground. Right. Well, no, she's right at my... Literally my head level. She <laughs> sleeps right next to me. Um, but Jack would have been the one that to notice. You're right. Yeah. I didn't even think of that. Um, and they, everyone was peacefully sleeping except for me. We're getting woken up to my closet doors clinking. Did you? Have you ever been in an earthquake? Yes. Um, I've, I've felt them, yeah. but I can't. That's all I know. I was in the San Francisco one. We were uh, living down there at the time, and it was it was the epicenter was six miles from our house, and I mean everything shook, everything shook. And what was funny was I was walking up the steps to go pick up my younger son from daycare, and Ryan was right next to me. And when it started shaking, we both fell to the ground because it was really? so violent that we went to the ground. And I remember I had a minivan at the time. I remember looking over my minivan. And it was rocking back and forth. Really? And there was some kids across the street. And I thought, those little SOBs are over there pushing my, my thing back and forth. <laughs> then I looked over there at them, and they're all on the ground. Yeah. Wow. So and that had to have been a really big one. It was, it was a, yeah, it was a big one. It was the one that knocked down the, the Bay Bridge and, and the whole thing. And, and um, I remember getting it back at home, and my mom was living with us. And she went running out of the house when it hit. But she stopped in the kitchen and grabbed the uh, the spaghetti sauce that she had on the stove and took that with her. So we ate pretty good that you night. You were still fed. <laughs> we were still. Fed. That's what those Italian mommies do. But it was it. We slept in our car um, because of the the aftershocks that we had. And right. That's one of the reasons why we moved up here is because we wanted to get away from the earthquakes. And my son Ryan had a real hard time. With with it um he he couldn't sleep nights every time somebody shut a door really yeah it was it was scary that is scary do you know the magnitude of it i want to say it was like 6.4 oh wow it was, it was the big one yeah this one i think they said was well i got a few different um sites that said a few different things but yeah. between 4.3 and 4.5 it seemed to be where they don't at. they don't last long they're you know within 30 seconds it's done and over with but you, when it starts shaking, you don't realize, is this the big one? Right. I wonder if there was any damages done to buildings or anything like that from I this know, one. The one in San Francisco there was. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. But I'm talking about the one in Salem. Well, when we came up here, we told my son Ryan they don't have earthquakes up here. The first month we were here, they had two of them. <laughs> You're lying. No. He was like, what the heck, Dad? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you lied to me, Dad. <laughs> Typical.
good morning. It is a Tuesday morning. Terry Saul, Amanda Smith, and you know the elections are getting closer and closer, and that means that uh, people. Are, have you ever been to Washington D.C.? No, I have. Have you? Yes, I was a chaperone when Ryan graduated uh, junior high. When we got into high school, they took um, fifty kids. Well, they took. 45 kids and five adult chaperones. I was the only male chaperone, um, so I had the five boys. Okay. And I was probably the worst pick for a chaperone. Hello. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, we, one of the places we went to was Arlington National Cemetery, where the presents all are buried there. And I was doing a live remote back to KBZY on the phone. We didn't have our phones like we do now. We had use a phone. Right. And so I'm sitting there, and I'm talking, and doing my broadcast, and all of a sudden, I see the lights of the bus leaving the parking lot. (laughs) And I'm thinking, I should be on that bus. And so I cut the interview short. Well, we gave all of the students uh, a card with a number on it. Mm -hmm. And if you get lost, call this number, and here's your ID number, and we'll get somebody to take care of you. So I had my card, so I called him. And I says, yeah, the bus just left. I'm here at Arlington National Cemetery, and the bus left. She goes, okay, first thing, I don't want you to panic. Just stay calm. And I says, okay, I'm, I'm calm. And she says, give me your number. And so I read her my ID number. She goes, are you one of the chaperones? And I go, yes, I am. And she says, and you missed the bus? Yes, I did. And uh, I never liked that lady. You know, so... The bus comes back, and our bus, we always knew if, if everybody on, all the seats were taken, we had everybody there, because we had a full bus. And I said to my son, Ryan, I said, bless you. Thank you. I said to my son, Ryan, I go, son, didn't you, like, notice Dad wasn't on the bus? I wasn't paying attention, sorry. <laughs> and so they came back, and they says, we sorry we left you there. We didn't realize that you got lost. And who do you talk to at the cemetery? You're sitting at the cemetery. There's no one there to talk to. No, no. They're all dead. They are. Made my day. I'll tell you what. My Lord, Terry, pull it together. And then I got in trouble at we got in trouble at the White House because you're touching things, aren't you? We exactly what it was. (laughs) We were touching stuff. I walked by and I and I touched some dust, and I said to this guy who had arms the size of my thigh, and I go, "Boy, they don't dust in here, do they?" He says, "Sir, do not touch anything in this house." Oh, and he was big. Right. And Ryan Jeez. standing right next to me going, Dad, I'd listen to him if I was you. <laughs> you know? Thanks for that. Jeez. But That's funny. It was Washington, D.C. You could you could spend a week there. We, I wish we did. We spent the whole week there and and still not see everything. The Smithsonian Museum is unbelievable. You you have Judy Garland's Over the Rainbow, her shoes that you know she wore for mm-hmm. Wizard of Oz. Um, you have Fonzie's leather jacket there, Archie Bunker's chair that he sat in. As well as as just pieces from the moon. That's cool. And, uh, it's just it's really amazing. If you ever get the chance, um, go to Washington D.C. That's amazing. Okay, really quick, not to burst your bubble, but one of our sponsors for our show is Advantage Heating and Air, and they have won the Best of the Limit Valley from 2020, 2021, 2022. And their phone number, if you need anything from them, is five zero three. 549-4229. So for all of your heating and cooling needs, they are your go-to. I was lonely in that cemetery.